super excited. We got for uh there we go we've got that all important alert we want to make sure that everything's up and running technically we are super excited today because you know what it's triumph what are you triumphing over we always talk about triumph tuesday don't forget celebrate the the, the small wins but guess what because they lead to bigger wins good morning everyone this is carol so aka nani boss live from pickle you right now with two sisters hey good morning everyone my name is janice aka Wellness Diva 5.0. And you may have seen on the tagline, obviously, the name of our amazing guest, Patty Grimm. But I just want to start off by saying she is a badass glass kicker. And we'll get into that and more. So, Patty, welcome to the. Oh, the devil wears Prada. Patty, welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. We are so excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. We could call this Three Sisters podcast because my actually my real name is Patty Sue, by the way, Carol Sue. Oh, I love a <laughs> Patty Sue and a Carol Sue. That's pretty cool. I love that. Love the name. But I'm so excited to learn all about what you're going to share with our viewers and our audience today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited, too. So I think this is going to be an amazing conversation and love your outfit. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sweaty. I uh, just got off the pickleball court and... Uh, take a much needed break, but you know what? There's such a great way of taking a pause from your fitness level to hear some amazing news and vitality and things that you're going to share. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, Patty, um, obviously we're going to get into a great conversation, but I just want to give our viewers and listeners a little bit more information. Um, Patty has been a senior business leader with 25 years of working in experience in a male dominated field. Not only is she dynamic and energetic presenter and empowerment expert for organizations, leaders, and women, she has her own book, Quiet Women Never Changed History. And we can't wait to, we, to read that. So without further ado, we want to officially welcome you again to the Two Sisters podcast. Yeah, and I have a special offer for the audience at the end um, on my book. And so it's Quiet Women Never Change History, Be Strong, Stand Up, Stand Out, Let's Go Kick Some Glass. And we still need to click, kick that bloody glass ceiling. It's still there. And for women of color, it's even worse. So we're going to have a great conversation about what we can do and what we need, what we need men to do too. Right, exactly. Absolutely. So- if you could bring us back to before you wrote your book, because mm -hmm. you have a lot going on in your life, like many women. So how did you, first of all, decide that this is a book that you wanted to write? Well, for years, I've been doing all kinds of leadership, management, motivation, team building, training for years. I worked at Microsoft for 15 years. I was in their global enterprise team. I literally traveled the world, including from 2004 to 2007. I ran their Asia Pacific, what was called customer partner experience team and lived in Singapore for three years. We sent our son off to college. We left the country. <laughs> Hi, honey. Bye. We're leaving the country. Uh, and so that was an incredible experience. And I've had my own leadership and training company three different times between corporate gigs. But what happened is, and I want you to imagine this, right? So 15 years at Microsoft, I had 14 amazing years. And it's one Monday morning in October in Seattle. It's another cold, wet, damp, rainy, gray day in Seattle in October. It's just dreary from 
October to May or June used to be 4th of July was when the sun finally came out. And there's a woman on the floor in her bathroom on a cold tile floor in a combination of sweat and tears, trying to get up the energy to go to the job that she loves and that she's been successful at. She was a rock star. She was on the fast track and was put on an executive potential program that only a small number of people got on every year at Microsoft. So she was on the fast track to success. And here she is literally at rock bottom, laying on her floor, trying to get up the energy to go to work. She's gained 35 pounds. Her hair has started to fall out. She can't concentrate at work. She can't even do things she loves like cooking or go shopping. Right? I'm a power shopper. And the, that woman was me. That woman was me in 2013. And I picked myself up off that floor. I got myself back together again. And people had always told me, you should write a leadership book. And I didn't want to be another leadership book on the shelf with the thousands of other titles, mostly written by men. Um, but when I left Microsoft, I, may, I was absolutely determined. So I went back to Microsoft, had to continue to have a successful career. And I left about a year later. Um, and when I left, I continued to do consulting for them. But when I left, I had this passion that I had to do something to help other women, either avoid the kind of fall that I experienced or catch themselves sooner before they're on their bathroom floor trying to get up and do the job that they love or care for their children or do anything they wanna do in their passion in life. I gave up on me. I lost my purpose, my passion. I was trying to be the puppet to please everybody. I was Patty, the, pe the people pleaser. And I was dancing to somebody else's tune and not my own. And it almost killed me. I had a doctor tell me I'd be dead in six months if I didn't take care of myself. Wow, that is so profound. And thank you so much for sharing your raw and authentic self because there are so many women out there right now, especially in this digital age, yep. that need to hear that. I... I'm kind of floored. I, I, I really am. Carol <laughs> Sue, can you, you chime in just a moment? Absolutely. You know, uh, and I apologize. There is a plane going by right now, so it's a little bit noisy. I'll talk a little bit louder. Should be over our airspace just a few more seconds, and then I'll be passing. But, you know, that is one thing that we frequently talk about on Two Sisters is frequently, and, and it does apply to men as well, but more so, I think uh, women just naturally are clowns. We're jugglers. We have to juggle, you know, motherhood, uh, maybe running the household and also having a professional career and or whatever you choose to do outside of the home. And so oftentimes we're, you know, the center and core of that is being the nurturer. So we tend to way too often put ourselves on the back burner. And ironically, I just literally posted that this morning of telling people, you know what you need to, and it's for men or women, put yourself on the front burner. You know, if you don't take care of your health, your wellness, your body, your soul, your mind, your gut health, no one else is going to do it for you. Your spouse, yeah. your partner is not going to do it. Your boyfriend, girlfriend is not going to do it. Your children are not going to do it. And certainly not your parents are going to do it. They've already known right. what you do. It's up right. to us to have accountability and take care of ourselves. It's too many times, I agree with you, there's so many people that just, they're on the brink. And I love the fact that you yeah. are inspiring women to don't get to that point. Yeah. And there's another thing, you know, Carol, so you're so right, because 
There's a recent study that just came out from McKinsey and Lean In. I'm a bit of a research geek, and so I've got all these stats and figures in my head. One in four women right now are considering downsizing their career or leaving the workforce due to pressures of COVID and trying to be that perfect mom, that perfect worker, that perfect teacher, that perfect everything. And it literally is killing women and is the number one thing holding women back. Um, and we can talk about that because it all comes down to perfectionism that starts when we're young and we're raised to be the good girl go to the good school, get the good grades, have the good friends, right? I would get a, a A minus or a B in school and it was a tragedy in my house. My brother would get a C or a D and they took him out for ice cream to celebrate, right? So there's just, and it's still happening today that girls are being raised to be perfect. And here's a definite perfectionism and why it's so damaging for women. Perfectionism is a personality trait characterized by having overly high performance expectations Combined with being overly self-critical, I'm not good enough, I'm not ready for that job, combined with caring too much what other people think, right? And so we come into this perfectionism, and that's what's killing women now. So for, for my book, when I made that determination, because I am that crazy research geek, I interviewed 3,200 men and women around the world about what makes great women leaders, and I came up with these five things, and we can talk about them. But since you brought up this one, I'm going to talk about number four first which is put yourself number one on your things to do list. You cannot give away what you don't own. You can't drink from an empty teacup. If you don't have the energy and the strength and the self-esteem and confidence, you can't pass that on to your children or your team. Be, taking care of yourself and putting your self-care number one is not selfish, it is survival because you cannot give away what you do not own. And so it's about taking that time to eat, pray, love, uh, find things that bring you joy. We're all zoomed out, right? So do, do this one thing for yourself. This is a super practical tip. Between every other Zoom meeting, schedule five minute break. Go outside. Go take 10 deep breaths or 10 sun salutation. Roll your shoulders a little bit. Say something positive to yourself. Hug your dog, your cat, your bird. Janice, <laughs> since I heard Janice's bird in the background earlier. Go hug your kids, your dogs, your cat, whatever. You know, just go do something because research shows that if you're trying to get something done and you're working hour after hour, your productivity goes down. That five minute break outside will return your productivity and your creativity in five minutes. Wow, that is amazing. And I was actually just going to ask you about the people that you interviewed for your book, because I think that's very poignant that th over 3,200 people that must have been so exciting and fascinating. I can't even imagine to get all that feedback. But I believe you said, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that you also interviewed men for that. Absolutely. I absolutely, I entered, I interviewed thousands of men. Um, and some of the feedback from men is the number one. There's two things in men's view that are holding women back. Number one is that perfectionism and that imposter syndrome thinking they're not good enough that I'm not ready for that promotion. A woman sees a job posting or a job she wants, and it has 10 characteristics. Research shows if she has eight of those, many women will not apply because they don't think they're ready. They need one more year of experience. The man sees that same job, has four or five of the characteristics. They apply and get the bloody job, right? So we have to get over that. The second thing they say, which is the fifth principle in the book, we're kind of going backwards, but that's okay. It's a great conversation. That's where we want to go is pay it forward. That women have to stop competing against each other and collaborate. We have to stop sabotaging each other and supporting each other. 
men compete at work in a kind of a bro culture, you know, I'm better than you, ha 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 thing. Women do that, but in a, in a more negative way. And that it's almost like um, they see the world as a limited pie instead of having that growth mindset. So if I help you, someday you'll help me, or maybe you'll help the woman beside you or next to you or below you or around you. So we have to pay it forward and make the world a better place. Um, I've been fighting this women's empowerment since the late 80s, early 90s in my banking days, when I started the first women's inspiration conferences for a big California bank and paid people overtime to come in on a Saturday, once a quarter for some training and motivation and inspiration. Um, and it, the glass ceiling is still there. You know, we've, women's pay has gone up 1% in a decade. They're, this is a shocker. And I think Florida might be one of them. I'll have to look up. There's still 13 states in the U.S. who have not passed equal rights amendment, granting women the right to equal pay. And some states are fighting it. Mm, I'll have to actually look into that. I did not know that. I, I'll, I'll send you a note. But I think Florida might be one of them, but I, I'll, I'll check. I'll double check. But it's, it's I hope the hell not. What the hell? The fit on that. 13 <laughs> states. 13 states. Wow. That's, you know, and that's very telling. And I'm sure most viewers and listeners don't even know that. Uh, yeah. I knew that, you know, it, it was prevalent out there. I didn't realize there were still that many states. Yep. And I, I totally agree. I'd be shocked uh, if, uh, if, if that was the way in Florida. But certainly, you know. Command that you actually get in touch with your, your local congressman, yep. your local senator, your governor. Absolutely. Um, you know, a, lot people, a lot of people really have a hard time saying, well, I'm just one person. Well, collectively, women should be doing this as a whole. So we're not one person and yeah. get a hold of our local leaders and say no more. Like we demand that. No more. No more. I, I love what you just said, because I saw a Dalai Lama quote the other day. I was actually I've started a second book I could talk about later. But I was interviewing a woman last night, a pretty senior woman at Wells Fargo. And She's been, she's like me. She's been fighting this glass ceiling forever. We're banging our head against the wall, running if it is it worth it? And it is because we want to leave the world a better place for our children, boys and girls. But the quote that I saw one time that said, and this is from Dalai Lama, if you think you cannot make a difference, ask a mosquito. Which I thought was pretty funny because mosquitoes cause malaria, Lyme disease, heartworm in animals. Um, so if you don't think you could make a difference, ask a mosquito that can bring an entire country and world down uh, with some kind of a virus that came out of like the bird flu or something years ago when I lived in Asia. So there's and lots of things. So true. You know, one question I would have for you is, you know, and I, I have my own perspective on it. Uh, why do you think, you know, because obviously women are, I mean, men are competitive, let's be real. They, they, they truly are. Uh, but not to the drama extent that women are. Why do you think that is? I think part of it has to do with the fact that the, the if, when you look at the numbers, the women in senior level positions is still in the low teens, right? In the CEO, CXO level, they call it. So CFO, CIO, the, you know, the C-suite, they typically call it the top level of the organization. Even though research shows when you have women and people of color, in leadership positions in organizations, they are more productive, they have higher employee engagement, they have less turnover, they have higher customer satisfaction, all the facts are there, but I think there are, the fact is there are less jobs, so we think we have to compete, but we shouldn't, we should be lifting all women up. If I'm in a meeting and Janice says something that's brilliant, even on a Zoom meeting, it says something that goes unnoticed, 
many times what you hear happen is the man says the same thing and gets attention for this great idea. It's my job as a woman to say, wait a minute, Jan has had a great idea. I think maybe we should talk about this. We need to support, not sabotage, collaborate, not compete. And it really starts with us. It really right. starts with us. And right now, the Me Too movement did a lot of great things. It brought back the awareness level of the harassment, the sexual misconduct, the discrimination on pay and jobs and all that. It brought a lot of positive things. But one of the things that Me Too has done is it's made particularly white men afraid and defensive because they're afraid to take a woman to lunch. They're afraid to mentor or sponsor a woman. They're afraid to invite her on a business trip when business trips start happening again because they're afraid of being sued. And they're, they're afraid to talk to their African-American or people of color because they've been attacked. And what happens if you're attacked? You defend or you retreat. So they're sort of hiding. We need men to stand up and we need men to be allies and sponsors because women who have men mentors earn 13% more. So you've got to have women mentors, but you also need men mentors. So my two of uh, my best mentors were two British gentlemen, Oliver and Chris, when I lived in Singapore, who would come to me on a regular basis and say, are you happy? And the first time they asked me that question, they called me into the office and said, are you happy? And I, I had a great relationship with both of them. So I looked at him and said, well, I was happy to you ask me that question, right? <laughs> So anyway, they put me on the executive potential program. They said that we want to make sure that you're here, that you stay here and that you're happy and that you're getting what you need. And so another gentleman I interviewed for my book is an amazing uh, gentleman that worked for Microsoft who I would walk through hot coals for Orlando Ayala. And when I interviewed him, I told him I wouldn't put his full name in the book. He said, well, if you don't put my full name, I won't talk to you. Um, but Orlando is an amazing gentleman that came from Colombia that ran our worldwide customer partner uh, team for many years. He's unbelievable, but he only mentors women. So when I asked him why, he said, because I can't stand men's ego. He says, when I mentor and sponsor women, I know I have hope. I know they're going to listen and try the things I give them and I won't have an argument. Um, so it's one of those things that we need to support more women and get them into leadership positions. Wow, that that is amazing, and I can't wait to hear more about your your second book. How long has this been in the works for? I started it in March. I've written when on books you do the number of words. I've written about twenty five thousand words, about three quarters done. It was going to be another book for women called um, "When She Rises, You Do Not Fall." how to create inclusive workplaces for all. And I still love the title. I still may write that book. But this one is now about how do you create inclusive and innovative workplaces? So I broadened it because when I started doing the research for the women's book, I thought I was gonna write. I found myself every time I was talking about barriers for women, it became barriers for women and people of color. And then I talked to more and interviewed more and more people like my friends that are Asian or uh, happen to be African-American, Latino in the LGBTQ community. And it was always the same thing. All the barriers if, that women are facing, so are people of color. So now the book, half the book will be about where are we with in inclusion? What are successful companies do? I'm interviewing the best places to work. I'm interviewing the EVP of Microsoft, who's the president of Microsoft Europe. I interviewed the woman from Wells Fargo last night that's a senior uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion person. I'm interviewing people from all kinds of companies. Um, and it will be half on inclusion because my theory is 
you can't have innovation without inclusion. And the benefit of having inclusion is innovation. And people are talking about the new normal. There is no new normal. There's only the new world of work. We're not gonna go back to the way we looked in 2019. More, more than 50% of the people do not wanna go back to work full-time in an office. They want the flexibility of a flex work environment. 50%, uh, almost 50% of employees today are saying they are feeling they're gonna leave their company because they feel disconnected from the vision and mission and purpose of the company or they think the culture is diminished. So I've got these four things for leaders to do. So I like to do keep things simple. Four things leaders need to do to thrive in the new world of work and not just survive. So I wanna go back to the five points. Yep. Uh, we covered four and five and I did not write down number four. Um, what was that again, please? Number four was put yourself number one on your things to do list. So number five was pay it forward and leave yep. the world a better place. Okay, so so number one, um, and it, it goes with the be strong, stand up, stand out. So number one is be strong. It's about knowing your strengths and playing to your strengths. You will be more successful in life if you find areas where you are the round peg in the round hole and not the round peg trying to fit in the square hole. You need to find jobs that play to your strengths. I suggest you go online and either take a free disc profile, which is big D, little I, SC profile. It's an assessment that's been around for years that will tell you whether you're more of a, a, a thinker, an innovator, a, a organized person, or a people person. And it will, and I've got some workshops and things. I'll put some links for you if people want to do that. Um, but I ask people to you know, think about what are your strengths? How do you play to your strengths? What brings you joy? What brings you happiness? What do people come to you for to ask questions on? You know, what's your passion in life and, and work? Uh, and somebody will say, well, I love doing such and such. And I'll say, well, why? Well, I, I like to analyze problems. Okay, well, why? Well, I really like to find complex solutions and make it simple. So I use these four birds, an eagle, an owl, a dove, and a peacock. I do a team building workshop on this for companies all over the world too. So an eagle, an owl, a dove, and a peacock, and pick the one that's most like you. So the eagles are strong, powerful, assertive, uh, quick thinkers, quick decision makers. They are task-oriented, and they are outward-focused. These are more typically your extroverts because they think out loud. You've got your peacocks, which are your creative innovators. Um, they're spontaneous. They're fun. They're the humor people. Uh, they're going to be people focused, but they're still going to be more extroverted in their behavior and how they look, act, think, talk, and make decisions. The owls are your thinkers. So they're going to be task oriented, but they're going to be more introverted in many cases. Um, they're going to be organized, structured. They're the systems people. They put together manuals and things that would just drive me insane. And then the doves are the people people. They're the kumbaya. They're making sure the team works together. So they are more likely to be introverted and they're more likely to be people focused. So if you asked an eagle to hire someone, they're gonna hire them based on how quickly they think that person's gonna make a decision. They're gonna look at that person and the peacock's gonna hire somebody because they like them and they fit the team. The dove's gonna be looking for somebody that has the right chemistry and the owl's gonna look for someone who has the right credentials. So it's all about playing to your strengths and finding those roles and opportunities that really fit you. Like how many times, how many pairs of jeans do you have to try on before you find one that fits? 
right? I'm five foot three. And it's very hard to find jeans that fit a woman of my size and my age. I've tried on dozens of pairs of jeans and then I'll buy three pairs so I don't have to buy jeans again. So you've got to find something that fits you and gets to your strengths. And we have two and three to cover. So number two is about stand up. That means be valuable, be visible, be vocal. Once you know your strengths become so valuable that you become a master of your crap, whether that be a coder, a project manager, a human resource professional, uh, analyst, whatever that is, take the time to invest in free training, certifications, workshop, education, YouTube videos, just get really good at what you do. So you become so valuable, you become the go-to answer person. And then also be more visible and be more vocal. So um, a lot of times a woman, a woman makes a presentation or something happens and somebody says, oh, that was great, Carol Sue. And most women will do one of two things. They'll say, oh, I could have done better. Oh, there was a mistake in one of my calculations or on my slides, or I could have done better. So we immediately discount ourselves. Or we say, my team did this. So I want women to truly get used to saying, my team and I did this. My team and I did this. So you're still recognizing your team, but you're putting yourself in center. If you make that presentation and people say that was great, simply learn to say thank you. They gave you a gift, a compliment. Don't take the gift away. Just simply say thank you. And then if you wanted to do better, something I learned from one of the women I interviewed, which was Colonel Deb Lewis, who was one of the first women to go to West Point. They just celebrated their, I believe, 30th or 50th anniversary. Um, and she's now retired in Hawaii with her husband. She had a 30 year career in the military commanding troops all over the world. And she taught me this thing they do in the military called an after action review. So if something doesn't go well, you can use this with yourself or with your team. Ask yourself what happened? Why did it happen? What did I learn from it? And what would I do differently next time to create a different result? So take all the things you've learned through COVID, how we've all not only just survived, we've actually, many of us have thrived through COVID or we're getting there. Ask yourself, what did I learn that I could do differently to do it better next time? Because the next business disruption is coming. It may not be COVID, but something's gonna come up and it's gonna change the world again. Uh, or you can do it when something goes well. What happened? Why did it happen? What did I learn from it? And what would I do again to create a similar result. So if that presentation went well, well, what'd you do? You prepared, uh, you reviewed your information, you checked your calculations, you practiced, whatever it was, just so you do it again, right? So really stand up, be visible, be valuable, be vocal. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And the final one is number three. Number three is actually uh, be able to you know, stand up and stand out, but also to have a personal leadership vision. So for your listeners, if they email me at pattygrimlive.com, P-A-T-T-I-E-G-R-I-M-M at L-I-V-E.com, I will send you a personal leadership vision roadmap, how to write your personal leadership vision. So when you need to stand up, you have something to stand on, right? Your vision is something that's fundamentally better than today. It's the person you want to be known for. It's what you want people to say about you when you walk out of the room or the legacy you want to leave on the world. And so imagine you're on your favorite show in five years, right? Mine would be the Ellen show. Uh, it used to be Oprah, but now it's the Ellen show. And now Ellen's going off the air. So we'll have to find some new. Uh, but imagine you're on your favorite show in five years 
and you're surrounded by your friends, your family, your coworkers, your bosses, everybody you've ever worked for or worked with. And they're talking about you as that highly empowered, impactful woman leader. Close your eyes and imagine the words you hear them saying. Then open your eyes and start to write down those words. She was team player. She was collaborative. She was a people developer. She made a difference. She was inspiring. And what happened for me when I was in that crash moment, when I was on the bathroom floor, what brought me back was my vision that I'd lost. I've had to find it again. I went to the shores of Lake Washington every day for two weeks and imagine that scenario of listening to what people said. And what kept coming up was she made a difference. So my personal vision, my short vision is I make a difference. And the kind of clients I work with or the kind of jobs I took in, in corporate had to do with whether or not I could make a difference. So my longer vision, which is what my company's focused on, is make, to make a difference by empowering people to be the best they can be in any endeavor they choose. So I do lots of workshops for young girls. I'm doing one in Dallas on June 26th on a Saturday for about 50 young girls to practice these five things. We actually get in a room and we decide whether they're equal, eagle, owls, peacocks, and doves. We all stand up and do the power pose and say, and yell, I'm brave, bold, and brilliant. Um, so these young girls, we're trying to impact them that are uh, trying to make the world a better place, just like we are. That's um, wow. And to be doing that work workshop with, with young girls, um, teens that are at such a vulnerable stage in their lives. Yeah. Um, excuse me. That is amazing. Um, we have so enjoyed having you on today and we will make sure that all of your information um, and how our viewers and listeners can reach you will be at the bottom of this live video. Uh, mm -hmm. and also your book offer to, um, and we'll make sure that that links there. Yep. Um, yep. So you, my book is filled. So for every one of those five things I described, there's activities and exercise to put those into practice, actually figure out your strengths, how to write your vision, how to make career decisions aligned with who you are and your vision. So the special offer is you can get my book on Amazon for $18.95 or you can send a note to me or I'll send you, I'll give you the link. It'll be in the show notes, but you can get the book for $10. That includes free bonuses up to $200. I think there's four training videos of walking through each one of those things. There's a personal vision guide and the personal strength accelerator. And in the U.S., it includes free shipping and handling. So people can either email me again at pattygrim at live.com, P-A-T-T-I-E-G-R-I-M-M at L-I-V-E, or they can go to my website, which is www.womenkickingglass.com forward slash, I guess forward slash, which way? Because the camera's opposite, <laughs> forward slash book. So womenkickingglass.com forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for recapping all that information. And we have so enjoyed having you on the Two Sisters podcast today. Lots of great information. We are excited about your book. We are very excited about your upcoming book and look forward to that coming out. So please keep us posted on that. Awesome. Uh, on that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. Maybe we'll be doing an upgrade of that number shortly. Who knows? And today has been amazing. It is Triumph Tuesday. What are you, what are you triumphing over? And I am with my infamous Sista, co-CEO, co-collaborator, co-conspirator with two 
Sisters, thanks, Sad. That was a great intro, Jan. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much, Patty Sue, for, for really enlightening <laughs> our viewers and our listeners, our viewers. Uh, such great, great things that you're doing for, for so many people, especially uh, really enjoyed the piece of talking to young women. I think that's amazing. But anyways, it is. It is actually Triumph Tuesday. Some of the things that we're chatting about apply to Triumph Tuesday. Enjoy and pat yourself on the back for those small stepping stone wins. Doesn't have to be a huge thing. Hey, maybe you just got up today and you made your freaking bed. That might yep. have been a stumbling block for you, but pat yourself on the back for that. This is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss Live from Pickle U in Vero Beach. You guys have a great day. Thank Bye. you, awesome. Thank you.